I'm Intruder Green. You might know me from things like Booze Cruise, Central East Correctional Center, and Coffee Meets Bagel. Welcome to the Intruder Green Podcast. It is the 16th of November, uh, 2020, and uh, a lot's happened since we uh, last got together, people, or at least since I got together with a microphone uh, for you guys to hear me uh, speaking about just about anything that comes to mind. Um, first thing I want to uh, acknowledge is the passing of a good friend of ours uh, in the Master Truda community and the punk rock community in general, our good friend Bobby Mecca. Uh, I, I'm not quite sure how, how his last name is pronounced, but uh, he he died real young uh, and uh, is a real big fucking bummer, guys. Uh, sorry to do this, but it, it, it's really important that we acknowledge what a great guy he was. He was uh, the guy who directed our first uh, three music videos, I believe, and uh, just an all-around sweet dude, uh, super creative, and uh, a lot of a lot of fun to work with. So we're really gonna miss him. Um, and uh, you know, it's I don't really know the all the details of what happened, but you know, it, it was a health thing, I guess, and uh, it was kind of like a fluky health thing. So I just encourage everybody. You know, I know it ain't easy to uh, check your health all the time in in America. Because not everybody's got health care and all that. And that's a big bummer too. But do what you can, please, people. Try to stay healthy and uh, stay on top of things. And, uh, you know, you never know when all sorts of weird stuff is going to happen. So uh, remember to, like, check in with each other. And uh, let people who you love know that you love them. And uh, vice versa. And all that good stuff. So anyway, uh, Bobby McCarr, R.I.P., I uh, hope you're making some wonderful music videos up in heaven or wherever. All right. Uh, moving on to the rest of the podcast now. Uh, the other thing that happened is uh, the election. And, uh, you know, like hopefully that's going to uh, lead to some better times. Uh, but who knows with uh, Trump being all like <laughs> not wanting to leave and whatnot. Who knows uh, where that's going to go. But luckily, you know, like that's the thing. Like you, you couldn't even get to this point where we got Trump trying to be like uh, not releasing power, uh, you know, without actually having voted against him. So good job, everybody, for at least getting to this point. Uh, We'll see, you know, what comes after this. (laughs) Hopefully, you know, like uh, he just leaves and everything's fine. That's actually the weird thing that'll happen, though, because if he does leave, like what's going to what's he going to do? Like, I feel like either he's going to, like, go commit suicide or something because he's way in too deep. Or, like, the Russians are going to, like, poison him and his family. Or something weird's going to happen like that. I don't know for sure. Obviously, nobody knows for sure. But, uh, you know, I think it's going to get weird. And it's going to be interesting to see what happens in the next uh, year or whatever. Uh, but, yeah, you know, like, a lot of damage has been done in the last four years. So it's good that hopefully we can finally, like... With all the social unrest and stuff that's come out during this time, like, get a leader in office that, like, will hopefully, like, actually listen to the people and uh, try to, uh, you know, fix shit, basically. Also, maybe some leadership on the whole COVID situation over there would be nice. Uh, you, you know, it's, it's funny to think about, like, how that actually has an effect on the way people uh respond to fucking things like pandemics and stuff like real leadership instead of somebody who tells you just ignore it and they'll go away 
Just like your teeth? All right. Anyway, we got a uh, voicemail uh, from someone that I want to get into uh, today before we start the uh, real part of the podcast. Uh, hey there, Intruder Green. Uh, so my name's Lennon. I'm uh, coming to you from uh, Charleston, South Carolina, uh, but originally from Warsaw, Indiana. Uh, so, you know, have a mix of accents, I guess. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I guess what I wanted to come ask you, I'm like a, I'm a stand-up comedian, uh, but I've always been, you know, like performing music uh since i was uh like both my parents are musicians and i've been performing you know since i was like five or six or something and i'm 24 now so basically for like two decades and this is like the first time i ever since i could remember that i can't you know get on stage and be in front of people and you know be myself um and i'm having a really hard time with that i think another thing that i'm having a hard time with is uh you know being 24 uh, you know, when you enter your mid twenties, I, I think that's when a lot of shit like starts to like close in on you, like especially if you want to be a performer, because that's when you start really comparing yourself to like your heroes, like in music. You know, you have the Twenty Seven uh, Club. Uh, you know, don't kill yourself. So <laughs> if you hear it's Kurt Cobain or Jimi Hendrix, you know, obviously, but you know. Uh, like Aziz Ansari, uh, by 25 had his first stand up special and everything. You know, it's hard for me, uh, you know, being a stand up, taking this big fucking hit that we're all having, uh, and just, you know, not being able to perform and not being able to, in my, you know, how I feel, not work, you know? Uh, even though I'm not making money, I made like 40 bucks. Hey, better than most, you know, most people their first year uh of stand up. Yeah, last year was my first year of stand up. Uh <laughs> fuck. Um, you know, that's better than most people, uh, but you know, still not, you know, living uh and fuck, I'm rambling, I'm sorry. Uh but, you know, it it's hard, you know, cuz I I want to develop. I, I as a young comedian, you know, I want to develop and I want to you know, make something out of it, and I'm sure, you know, young musicians feel the same way. Actually, you know, a big fucking thing that I'm having a problem with is, you know, whether I want to be a comedian or be a musician. Like, there's a lot going on, you know, uh, with that. I love playing music. I love playing bass guitar. I haven't played in a band uh, that actually played together. Yeah, Lennon, I hear what you're saying about uh, having a hard time in your mid-20s when it's you feel like it's, like, time to hit the road. I would say, first of all, uh, now is not a great time to become a musician uh, with uh, <laughs> the live music industry basically being, uh, you know, as the Germans like to say, kaput. Um, I would say, you know, like if, if comedy is what you're doing, uh, it's probably, e I don't know if it's easier. That might be easier than uh, doing uh, music right now. Although, you know, as things slowly come back, it might be easier to do like solo acoustic stuff, uh, which ain't ever gonna be my favorite but uh it, it's probably gonna be like a thing before like full band stuff starts happening again um so i'm i, I don't know if you like multifaceted like that i would say that comedy is probably a good way to go like to start out with at least and uh you know like uh it's it's i would first of all like let's get to the the age thing like uh being like in your mid-20s or whatever 
uh that's that's not old <laughs> you know it, it, i i know what you think you're feeling I, I i probably felt the same way too uh but you know it's like uh you got a lot of time to like do stuff and you know if you're feeling like isolated or something and like you can't get out there and do stuff well you just got to find other ways to do that like uh for instance uh mass intruder ain't touring anytime soon uh because of the things being in the way they are so uh it's it's real important for me to have this podcast uh so i could talk to the fans and i uh, have something to do really uh with my time uh other than you know, like doing jobs so i can keep the lights on or not all right uh so you know like that's a thing uh if you if you're, if you're trying to do some some comedy but you you can't figure you know obviously that's a that's a thing where people can't really go out and do stand-up for a live audience as easily as they could before uh you know there's 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 communities around it and i hope you can get into that and find uh some support to like put yourself out there um and the other thing is uh don't compare yourself to other people in a, in a, in your in your uh industry i guess is the best term to use uh i know that's virtually impossible to do and i think everybody probably does it on a certain level but you got to try not to uh i could because like you got to do your thing and uh as far as like being successful at it i think uh you know the only way to do to be successful at it is to just keep moving just keep moving forward and uh you know like maybe you'll become like the next dave Chappelle, or maybe you'll become you know like something less than that but you know like whatever you got to keep doing it and uh it, you know like just do it like don't don't worry about like success just keep moving forward and uh trying to like grow whatever it is you're doing whether it's music or comedy or a blend of the two which is important to remember like you don't have to choose you could do both you can uh, figure out a way to like incorporate comedy into music or vice versa a lot of people do that and uh not everybody's great at it but uh some people can pull it off really well uh so maybe you know that's what you need to get doing um yeah obviously your your, your skills you know your skills better than anybody else um and now might be a good time to like kind of like hunker down and uh sort of like kind of self-critique and everything um because if you can't you know it's like what do they say uh, in time of peace prepare for war so like it's like that it's like we're we're at peace now because nobody can tour or nothing so what do you got to do you got to prepare for the next time when you can go get out there uh but at the same time you know it, it's like i said before you you can get on youtube or something and uh make some videos of being funny or something i like that i don't know i don't know how uh you, you stand up is uh is if it translates that well i know it's hard to do anything like that without an audience but uh you know you just gotta try to be creative you know it's a creative uh kind of business whether it's music or comedy or like art whatever so uh you just kind of gotta roll with the punches i guess uh that's the best advice i can give you honestly and uh as far as the age thing yeah i really don't worry about it you know if you're in your, your mid-20s or something i think that's a good time to start like putting yourself out there more which is obviously hard to do right now but it's like you know don't 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 uh bank on getting successful while you're in your mid-20s like i think actually the best some of the best uh people that get successful really doesn't happen till later anyway and they get a lot of time to like think about like how 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 to best do their stuff 
and then they get a little older and experienced and then they come out with their best stuff and that's what gets them noticed and like a lot of these like people who get real uh you know like they blow up when they're real young and it's like then they don't know what to do with themselves and suddenly they're like become detached and then they their art kind of suffers for it later so uh you know I'd, I'd say just uh, keep your nose to the grindstone on this one. It's one of those things, too, where it's like, uh, yeah, you do this kind of stuff because it's fun. And it, wouldn't it be great to, like, make a living doing it? But at the same time, it's still, it's work, you know? And you could work at something that you kind of hate, like a lot of people do. And that would suck. But you still got to work at this, too. So, it. And I know I, I'm, not, I'm not saying you don't work at it. I'm saying that <laughs> you just got to keep doing that. And uh, hopefully, you know, you play your cards right. Eventually, it starts to pay off. Um, and, uh, you know, not that it's paying off for anybody these days because of uh, the, the crazy times we're going through. But, uh, you know, everybody's, get, everybody's in this boat together, even if... Some of us are, are, are in, uh, riding in first class or whatever, and some of us are in, like, coach or even the luggage compartment. <laughs> All right, uh, have a party down in the luggage compartment, find, find out who smuggles some wine over and get into their luggage. All right. But uh, anyway, yeah, just, uh, you know, I, I, it's all I can really say is just stick with it, and uh, we'll get through all this pandemic shit together. Uh, and hopefully we'll all be able to do some cool stand-up shit and music in the near future. All right. And thanks for calling. Um, if anybody else wants to get uh, in touch via the uh, Intruder Green calling line, it's 608-535-9608 is the number. And, uh, you know, you could send me a text. Or don't send me a text because that doesn't really work for the podcast too good. But, like, uh, you could send me a voicemail like this one. And uh, I'll probably put it on the show. Or uh, if you just want to, like, tell me uh, something I should talk about and not have your voice on the show, just let me know about that. And I will do that. All uh, right. Um, but anyway, I want to give a shout out to the producers of the podcast. Luke Ellis, Heather Royston, Ren Sarns, Gem City Sabrina, Vaughn Cotton, Sarah Koenig, Chelsea McNally, Carla Cardboard Box Colony, and Carlos Hernandez. I almost got the two uh, last two mixed up there. So uh, thanks, guys. I know we got uh, at least one new person in there. And I uh, really appreciate everybody helping out with that because, uh, like like I said, trying times, you know. We, we got to like, appreciate you guys helping me make this happen. Um, I'm hoping to try to do more video stuff soon, too. I know the... Uh, Halloween special didn't work out exactly like I wanted it to, but I did get some content out of it, and I uh, hope it was uh, fun for everybody who tuned in. You can go check out uh, the remnants of it on the YouTube channel, and I think YouTube is going to be like where I, the, my go-to with all the video content. Um, I'll probably put it up on Instagram too, but like, I don't know. Social media is weird. I try to stay away from it, but YouTube seems kind of like it's a little more free and open still. Uh, they're not trusting constantly trying to sell you stuff i mean they do but they put ads in there and stuff and hell i'm trying to sell you stuff hell yeah why not but like i'll sell you cool stuff not like uh i don't know some stupid like web app that you don't need but they're gonna make you think that you your life depends on it or some shit like that anyway uh yeah thanks so much guys uh and uh yeah like i said i want to do more video stuff and uh your your donations through the patreon make all that possible 
so anyway, uh, getting on with the uh, regularly scheduled program here. Uh, on this episode of the podcast, we got Hound Dog Haywood of the band UIC. Uh, and uh, it was a real good uh, getting to talk to this guy. Uh, he's kind of an old school punk rocker from a band that's existed from since the '80s. Uh, so you could, you know, it, it's fun talking uh, to people who've been around for a while because they got some good stories, uh, some some better stories than I got. So yeah, without further ado, I'm with the show. Hello, this is a prepaid collect call from Detroit Green, an inmate at. Federal Correctional Institution. This call is subject to recording and monitoring. To accept charges, press 1. Ladies and gentlemen, Hound Dog Haywood on the Intruder Green Podcast. <laughs> For some reason, that just feels really weird to say, but it sounds good. I love it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you you guys are uh, uh, the band is you guys are out of Canada. Another Canada yeah. band that Melanie K has been so gracious to hook me up with, and she's fucking rad. Uh, but you guys, you guys have been around for a while, right? You started in like yeah. the eighties, from what I could see. Yeah, we we the band formed in eighty two, and we you know we were very very active in the uh, uh, early and late eighties, and even into the nineties. Me and the, the other guitar player left and put together another band in about nineteen ninety ninety one. Okay, and and the band UIC kept going for a while, and then. Uh, the UIC stopped, and then all of us got back together, and we formed another band. All the same guys, except for one different guy, and we cut, we, were, we put out two albums under the name The Chickens. Okay, and another good name. And, I like that one too. Yeah. So then we we, we did that for a couple of years, and then, uh, we did that till you know about 2005, and then you know we kind of went our separate ways again, and and we always stayed in touch because we all grew up together and knew each other since we were kids. We're like family, right? Yeah. And then and then we came back together uh, in 2016 and reformed, uh, and we've been kind of uh, back at it since then. All right. So uh, is this is. Um, well, I don't want to jump the gun here and talk about new stuff too soon. Um, you know, I like to try to form it where it's like it's like a corporate meeting. So you do like old business and then like new business, and then I don't know. See, I think there's three things, but I don't know what else you have. You got old business and new business, and then I don't know what else. <laughs> but well, uh, yeah. well, there's sort of there's old business, and then there's the in between stuff, which is yeah. you know, and then yeah, I can say we got old business, intermediate business, where we kind of were doing our own thing, and then and then the new business, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that sounds yeah. real good. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, well, okay. So, like, you guys you guys are back together in 2016 or 17? 2016. Okay. Um, and uh, so the new business will be that you, 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 you're releasing a new album soon. 
Um, but like, yeah, is this it, the first one you've done yes. since then? What's that? Is this the first one you've done since getting back together? Yes, this is our first album since. Uh, uh, this is the first album we've done uh, as UIC since nineteen, I think ninety three. Oh, excellent! Yeah, yeah. So I mean, and we had a we put out an album in nineteen eighty six. Uh, the album was called Our Garage. That was their very first record, and it was on Fringe product, and it got around. I mean, it you know we 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 got fans and out of that one in Europe and in Australia and Japan and and Canada and the U.S. So that one got around, and then we did a live album in 1987. We record 88, sorry, we record. It was recently 89. It was live. Uh, 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 it's called Live Like 90, and Like 90 means just giving it everything like 90 mile an hour oh sure you know? yeah and so so it was called live like 90 and that was recorded in toronto and that was on odd records i don't know if you've ever heard of odd records have you ever heard of deja voodoo or the gruesomes or any bands like that but that was odd records put that one out and then we recorded another album in between there mm -hmm. that a studio album that actually never got released until 2016 because uh, we had lost all the tapes and stuff. Nobody knew where they were, and then they resurfaced, <laughs> and so we put we put the uh, – because we're typical musicians. We didn't know where we put the shit, right? <laughs> and, 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 and so we put it out in 2016 when we reformed, and uh, then we then the UIC guys put out another album in um, uh, 1993, I'm going to say, okay. uh, without me and Ted, and then – and then we put out two chickens records, and then we were putting this is this is really the fifth UIC record, but the seventh with this group. We just okay. put out two under a different name. All right. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting history you got there, and I suppose like uh, you know like artistic differences get in the way sometimes. You gotta go do your own thing, and then but I don't know. I can definitely say from experience, sometimes it gets to be the point where you're like, yeah, you know, we did that thing and it was cool. We're proud of it, maybe. But it was kind of like always better when we were doing, you know, this thing with this group. And maybe we should get back together and do that again. Um, and then it turns out fucking rad. Is that kind of the idea behind the regrouping or anything like that? Well, what, well, what really happened was when we when we got back together in in like the late 90s, I'm going to say it was like 98 or something, when we got together, because uh, I had left and I was with another band called Positively Stompin'. Me and the other uh, <laughs> uh, singer left and formed another band. And we signed to uh, Polygram Records and we put out an album under nice. that and we did that for a bunch of years. And that was kind of like a outlaw country cowpunk kind of band. Oh, yeah. And yeah so that that we did we did quite well with that but then you know the singer uh kind of crashed and burned a bit on me oh, he was shit. he was he was my i love the guy with all my heart he just passed away a year ago but oh, damn, you know sorry. he 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 you know he was he was prone to that and and so that band kind of dissolved and then i went back moved back to toronto and hooked back up with the uic guys and then we said hey do we want to put this new record out as uic or do we want to change direction or change the name and and we just that we were doing some kind of different stuff it was a bit more garagey it was a little different than what uic was doing at the time and we said let's put out a new album let's go with a new name and and then because we we weren't young guys even then and we said and i said well we aren't spring chickens yeah. Uh, and th so then it became, well, let's call the, let's call the band the chickens. And so yeah, you're not spring chickens, chickens. You're just chickens. That's We're good. Just chicken. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> That's real good.
Yeah. So and then when we reformed, we reformed to do a benefit for a guy, a record company over here called Star Records and Mike Shulia, oh, yeah. who was like a, a big supporter of underground punk music and just underground music in general. He had a record store and a record label. And he used to put these shows on all the time and he passed away and they asked us to reform to do a benefit or a tribute to him. So we got back together to actually do this tribute. And it went really well. The people place went nuts. I mean, they, all our fans came back out again, and we kind of got re-energized. We said, "Well, let's do another show," and we did another one. It was even better. And another one, and it was even better. And then, and it just, we kept going. Then we got to open for like X, and we nice. opened for the MC50. And oh, then, yeah. so we just, and then we said, "Let's write some songs and go back in the studio." And here we are. Hell yeah, that's great. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm glad yeah. to hear it, and uh, I've been listening to you guys, because I wasn't really familiar uh, with the band until uh, Melanie K brought it up, brought you guys up to me, um, but I dig it, it's 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 real like, yeah, like you said, it's, it's people are like the internet, I guess, describes you guys as a garage band, and uh, you know, like punk, garage band, whatever, they kind of are the same thing. For the most part, and, I don't, uh, I'm not a big fan of labeling, but if you have to put us somewhere, it's kind of garage punk. We're not hardcore. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're not hardcore punk. We're, I just, I like to just say, hey, it's like rock and roll. We are influenced by yeah, the Stooges. For sure. We're influenced by the Stooges, the MC5, the Ramones, the Damned, all that stuff. But, yeah. You know, we were influenced by like those those early punk guys, New York Dolls, and then and then like the Ramones and the Pistols and the Damned and all that stuff. So it's kind of a mishmash of rock and roll and punk and 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 so it's just rock and roll to me. Yeah, you know? I think that's I think that's uh, true for a lot of people, and uh, it's I think it's important to note that because like they call it punk rock or garage rock, but it's really just uh, like. Uh, you know like what people love about it it's like a stripped down version of uh rock and roll but it's all rock and roll and uh you know that's that's the cool thing about it it's like i think it's cool to embrace that idea of it and it doesn't always have to be like you know like oh we're we're punk rockers we got these uh, certain ethics or whatever that we need to like be involved with but it's like when it's just about the music yeah it's fucking rock and roll after all it's Absolutely. It is. And it's just about the music. I don't like to get super political because we have different political views. And yeah. and I just don't think rock. I mean, people can disagree with me and that's fine. I just think rock and roll should be positive. And I get that you can change things with rock and roll. And maybe that's what some bands want to do. And that's great. But I also think sometimes we need to move away from the whole political argument and all that and just have some fun. And Absolutely. go out and just and just have some fun and and drink a couple beers and and thrash about and dance and and just you know uh, lose our minds to all the crap that's going on in the world and just bring it in and say this is music let's just have some fun so I, I like that concept and, and so we just see ourselves as a rock and roll band and I mean stripped down I mean we don't you're not going to hear synthesizers you're not gonna we're not gonna get too progressive yeah. uh, you know we are what we are right yeah, and you good. either dig it or you don't and, yeah. and <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah. I, I i'm not chasing anything i'm I, I just put out music that i like to put out we put out music that we write songs that we like to write and those who are gonna get it are gonna get it and have fun with it and and those who aren't then then that's okay too yeah, yeah. absolutely that's good i think you know like a lot of uh, successful musicians, way more successful than me, at least, 
have said that like that's what you got to do. You got to put out music that you like and then, you know, like if other people like it, well, good. And if not, well, at least it's something that you like. So that's like the important thing. And that's good. Uh, every every time I've heard a band that I liked in the beginning mm-hmm. and then they started chasing something, right? They started chasing a hit or tried to get bigger or just tried to do it that way. I'm always disappointed with the outcome yeah. because you, they lose themselves somewhere. I liked them in the beginning because they were something and then they tried to be something else. And I'm not saying you can't evolve or get better at your instruments or, right. or evolve and write different kinds of songs. But, it, you know, I think I think that sometimes people try too hard, I guess yeah. is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's that's totally like a thing. And I think, you know, like, I don't know. It's I guess it's a weird thing because you might be chasing like if you had a hit and then you want to be like the next David Bowie and everybody's like, "Oh, David Bowie's so great because he like reinvented himself with every album or something." And it's like, "Oh, well, we need to do that." And it's like, "Well, maybe don't Maybe you don't. I mean, not everybody's David Bowie, you know? Like, you don't have to fucking necessarily, like, do it again. I'm not even sure David Bowie wanted to be David Bowie. You know? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Maybe that's why he kept changing. Maybe he didn't want to be who he was. I don't know. You know, I I don't know. He didn't keep changing, though. He kept ch 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 changing. Yeah. That's right. But you look at a band like the Ramones, and the Ramones stayed pretty true to themselves the whole thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, Iggy, I'm a a huge Iggy fan. I mean, I love Iggy Pop, and and he's reinvented himself a bunch of times, too. He's done right. a lot but of at the end stuff. of the day, at the end of the day, Iggy Ziggy, and and uh, you know, uh, uh, so I mean, yeah, it's possible. But UIC stays pretty true. This album was really, you know, alive off the floor. Just go in and bang out some rock and roll. Not a lot of overdubbing. Just go in and bang it out, the kind of like a live thing, and record it. You know, yeah, uh, yeah. that's good. But it it, it sounds. Yeah. Good. I think it was that that the new album that I was hearing. You said it's released already, right? It just came out Friday, but the, there's a single that was been up on iTunes called Superstar that's been out for a yeah, while. Yep. Yeah, that's, yeah. 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 That's what the I'm new album is called FM Hill. The only other two albums that are up are really available for everybody to hear right now is our original album, our first album, Our Garage, which is the very first album. Then the live album is available, and then FM Hill, the new album. And, and FM Hill is really the story of that is we when we were kids, teenagers, we lived in a very small town in, in, in Ontario, Canada. Mm-hmm. And, and sort of like if you lived in, uh, you know, uh, 50 or 60 miles or 100 miles north of, whisk, uh, of, of you know, some sort of farm company country in, yeah. in the Midwest, right? Right. And, and we were kind of in the middle of nowhere. But we were close to Detroit. We were actually closer to Detroit than we were to Toronto. So we were about oh, an hour yeah. and a half from Detroit. So when we at night we'd go out to this high spot where we lived, and when we could get Detroit radio from there. And so we would oh, go out cool. there and we'd do our thing. Yeah, everybody'd be smoking their pot and having beers and stuff. And we'd we'd get a Uh oh, we're frozen. Sorry. I don't know what happened there, but I, we I, just got Cut off for a second. Right. Are we back? And you, you got me? I, I, I never lost you. Oh, okay. I lost you for a minute. Yeah. You froze up. But uh, I heard about you were getting the signals on uh, on the hill, and you yeah. would go up there and smoke your weed and uh, drink some beers. 
and and we, and so we were listening to Stooges, the MC5 and stuff that oh, we yeah. were getting from Detroit. We we're getting that true Detroit rock. So that's why we called those the the song FM Hill is about that experience. And so we called the album FM Hill because we were really influenced by that whole Detroit rock, right? Yeah. So so yeah, so absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's very cool. And uh, well, since we're on the the topic, uh. What does the name UIC come from? I don't normally ask this, but it's a very interesting name. And I don't know if it is like an acronym or whatever for something or not. It is. It yeah. is. Well, in the beginning, it, it, in the beginning, 1982, when the band started, I don't know what it was like where you were living, uh, but there was a really deep recession and nobody had any work. Everybody was unemployed. Oh, yeah. UIC, if you lived in Canada, have you heard of anybody talk about in Britain about being on the dole? Or, you know, so in in Canada, UIC stood for Unemployment Insurance Commission. Ah, okay. It was, if you were on, if you were unemployed, you were on UIC. So you got money from the government or whatever to be on UIC. So we called it UIC. I don't know why we just did. And it stuck. And, and so it was the unemployment insurance. So as it, as we went out later on and people would ask us, we'd say, oh, that's how it started. But now it just stands for up in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> that's excellent i love it yeah no but that's the best thing about having like a uh, that kind of name with like a acronymous acronym name where you could just like be like ah it means this or it means that but it, like i like up in canada for, that's yeah. perfect <laughs> underwear and cleaners i don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah just make it up make it up whatever helps you remember it i don't care exactly Whatever's funny at the time, you know, like it could be a, a topical thing. But so, yeah. <laughs> so speaking of, uh, you know, you're in uh, Canada in the 80s and you start this band that's basically a punk band. Like, uh, you know, you say, obviously it's, it's, it's rock and roll, but like Stooges, Ramones, you're a punk rock band. Um, Absolutely. So, you know, like I'm not trying to age you or nothing, but like, I think it's important to let people know what punk rock was like back then. Because the kids these days, I don't think they know. I think they need to know. And uh, can you can you give us any co- sort of like, uh, I don't know, uh, what do you call that? When you, when you have like a, a, a short, I don't know, story or like something to say about it back then, at least like that was different? Yeah, well, see, back then it always, I mean, it, it all comes down to teen angst. Right. It all comes down to that to that, uh, you know, restless sexual energy or restless energy or just wanting something different. I mean, I grew up uh, Exeter is a very small town, right? Yeah. It was three thousand five hundred people. And and so it took a while for punk rock to get there. It was like, you know, we had a record store that had all the newest records in there. So it took a while for punk rock. You know, we heard about it in Cream magazine and stuff like that. And but, and but so, couldn't but you just a, find it on the Internet? <laughs> no, there was no internet. Oh in shit! Fact, our, and our first tours, our first tours that we did, there wasn't even email, man. There was no cell phones. There yeah, was that's no. Right. I mean, we didn't even have a fax. So you know, you you everything was word of mouth, and 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 everything was like 
you know, even you put posters up on telephone poles. And, yep. and, and so, you know, it was all grassroots. It's yeah. not like now where, but it was all, it was really community. Even in Toronto in the early 80s, when we moved to Toronto, we moved to Toronto in 84. And we didn't know anybody there, right? We got there. We were just these five uh, guys from rural Ontario who thought they had a punk rock band that people wanted to see. And we got there and, and, and we didn't know anybody. So we started right at the bottom, right. And just get, we fought to get one show like a Monday night. And then we, we played there and then we gathered a couple fans and then we played a Tuesday night. And just, and it was really dogfight back then to get to, to get it, but it was a community too. Yeah. There was a scene. And, and I think that's, what's kind of missing today is there's no real scene where you get together and you know everybody, you know, you see the same people at the same shows and you build a scene. Now it's, I think it's, it's, I don't think it's like that anymore. And I think that's kind of sad because that was the cool part of it was that yeah. whole scene. Right. I, I, I agree with you. And I, I feel like there was a certain time when that went away because like, I won't say that I mean, I wasn't touring that long ago, but I definitely, you know, like did it before, uh, you know, everybody had a cell phone and before, like, you just used Google Maps to find out where the fucking venue was and everything. Um, uh, you know, uh, but yeah, I think there was a certain point and I don't want to say exactly when it was, but it, it was kind of like, you know, like the nineties punk rock blew the fuck up and it was cool for a while when that happened. Um, it definitely, you know, changed my life and everything, but also with that, I think came a huge like the, the the sort of like mainstream influence and a lot of people getting into what was the scene back then uh, and like changing it, maybe not for the best, maybe kind of diluting it a little bit. And well, uh, see, well, I think that's well, where I we are today. In, yeah. See, things did change. I mean, when it became, I, go, I always think that music sort of. Uh, it goes a bit off when it becomes too acceptable, right? Yeah. Back when we start, back when I think started, all art uh, or or anything really like goes yeah. that way. Back when we started, I mean, we were a punk rock band, and I mean, we I remember going and playing shows, and people would hate you because you were a punk rock band, and and we were rockers, and they were punkers, and you know, yeah. it was like it was all this. There was this rivalry, which I don't think was good either. But the fact of the matter now is when I can go when I can go into the mall. And I see a store that's got like a pre-made sort of outfit with a Ramon shirt. I'm like, <laughs> okay, it's over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know, and you know that <laughs> none of the still existing Ramones are getting a cut of that either. They aren't getting any of it, I don't think. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that's all been sold. I don't know for sure. I can't say that for sure, but it, it, yeah, it just it, it it's too bad because when it stays at that grass, but but it always comes down to money, right? Yeah. And, and the fact of the matter is, is back in the day, you, we couldn't make a lot of money doing it, right? You couldn't yeah. make a lot of money. And then in the 90s, when they sort of commercialed it and they called it grunge and then people started, you know, Nirvana came out. And, they, right. and, and then the big money came. And whenever big money gets involved, it always goes south, right? It never goes great when big money gets involved because then, then like you said earlier, then, well, what's next? What are you going to, what's your next hit? It's right. like it's it, then 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 you're chasing the hit, right? Instead of just being a good band, you're chasing the hit. So yeah, Catch Twenty Two. Would I love to make a living 
and and made some money and be sitting back here now going, yeah, I'm really comfortable because my song made me a lot of money. Yeah, that would be cool, I guess. But I think you always lose something at the same time when, when that happens. Oh, for so, sure. Yeah. Right? So it's kind of like where it goes from art where it goes from an art form to a commercial viable thing, there's something lost in the translation. Yeah. And it's too bad, but that's the way it is. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Or even when it just turns into a job and you, you kind of feel like, uh, you know, like I've done other things other than music and it's like, oh, suddenly this thing I loved is now a job. And it's like, kind of don't want to do it no more. But, uh, you know, music could be like that too. So it's nice to like... I don't know. I think there is a certain level of where you can be where you like make enough money, but not quite enough to like get too comfortable. And at these days, I don't know that anybody's comfortable with like what, you know, like the live music industry is like kaput, as the Germans like yeah. to say. And uh, so, uh, you know, everybody's having a tough time, but especially artists and uh, the whole industry that supports artists. Uh, but, uh, speaking of that, uh, we could get onto the new, new business, I guess, and talk about like this, uh, release thing that you guys are doing because you got the new album out. Um, but obviously you can't tour for it or nothing like that. So you're doing some kind of live stream thing, right? Yeah, we're going to, I mean, the best thing about doing a, a new album is, is going out and playing in front of people with the new material, a new album and touring a bit and doing that sort of thing and getting the name out again. And, and that's always the fun part, but obviously that's a dead duck right now. Yeah. can't do that. So we're doing the, let. I don't know if you've ever heard of the Horseshoe Tavern, but the oh, Horseshoe Oh yeah, we Tavern, played there a few times. Yeah, it's so the place. Horseshoe is kind of like our home away from home where we play. And so we're, we're doing our live stream there on Saturday, November 21st. It was actually supposed to be tonight, oh. but the, there was a second wave of COVID that came through, yeah. and 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 they had to shut the clubs down again, so it got moved to d- November 21st. And, yeah, it's going to be a live stream. I think they're going to allow, at least right now, they're going to allow only 50 people in the club because that's wow. the most you can have indoors yeah. right now. So we're going to have 50 people in the club, which sold out, like, immediately. That's and then cool. and then and then the rest of it's going to be live stream, live show, multiple camera angles and that will go out all over the world. So anybody and that's kind of cool that yeah. that it's going it's it, you know if we have a fan that like you I see back in the day and somehow they hear about it they can see it, right? So that's the trouble really. I mean because we there was a disconnect. We had built quite a little following up that people we were hearing from people in in france and spain and things like that and, and then we kind of disappeared and and, yeah. and now we're kind of back but how do you reconnect with those fans right yeah, how, do you, yeah. how do they know that you're back doing stuff so this will be kind of cool if they can find out that they come back and see the band live would be kind of cool so that's on november 21st any of your listeners can go on i think it's like it's like uh, uh, fifteen bucks or something. You buy the dime, uh, you can buy the downstream or uh, the the uh, live stream, and I think you have it for like a week or something. You can watch it and something like that, and and it's fifteen bucks to Eventbrite, and you can come see the band live, and and if you've never seen them before, so it's kind of like the new way, I guess. People are trying to get their music out there, so we're going to give it a shot and see, uh, you know, how far we can take it, you know. And yeah. see how far we can get this record to go. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting thing. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm stoked to see how that, how to, how it all works out because at least you guys got an audience at all. Uh, I mean, like a live audience at all because, like, I know that 
you know, when uh, when when the when the when the whole pandemic started, there were still some bands who like, okay, a tour is canceled, and they were doing the same thing, but they were doing it like with no audience. And like, I watched some of that stuff, and it was just real awkward. I mean, I guess it kind of works when they're doing like a solo acoustic thing. But then again, it's just a solo acoustic thing. It's not like a full band playing. When the full band's playing for nobody, it's like, what even is this? <laughs> I don't and know. It's and it's hard for a band like us because we're a very live band. Yeah. And our our singer's a, a, a energetic kind of guy. You know, like he's he's a real energetic uh, singer, like live front man, and he really feeds off the crowd. So when the crowd's not there, it's tough. Yeah. Right, it's tough to get that same energy, that oh, same vibe going when when there's not a crowd there, and and that's just rock and roll. Rock and roll was meant to play in small sweaty clubs with 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 small sweaty audiences. That's when it's at its best. Oh yeah, it's never best in an arena. Right, right, it just isn't. It's always best in a small little club, like three or four hundred people jammed in. Everybody's sweating on each other. They're spilling beer at each other. It's yeah. way too loud. And that's when rock and roll is really rock and roll, yeah. right? Is right then, you know. Oh yeah. At that, at this point, we can. I, I I'm afraid we might have to start calling that the good old days when people. Were, I'm afraid. I'm afraid you're right. I mean, I hope that we can get back to that, but you know, like we gotta be safe. I don't want to get sick. I don't want my friends and family to get sick. So uh, we gotta do what we gotta do. Um, and unfortunately, that means. You know, luckily we got the internet because, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't, if this was like a hundred years ago or whenever the internet was invented uh, before that, like, uh, it'd be rough going for like any kind of artistic person. So, uh, yes. you know, it's it's, yeah. it's it's weird. It's a bummer, but at the same time, at least we got this. We're And I think, well, you know, we're going to get through it. I mean, I, I was reading something this morning that some, um, uh, like, people are, I think it was... Um, uh, Lollapalooza or work tour or something saying like yeah. you know it's not going to happen till 2022 there's not going to be live music till 2022 that's what there's like in a big way yeah. you know so yeah. I you know maybe that's maybe that's the case I don't know I hope not but maybe that's the case and and until then we got to do the best we can with what we have and that's the internet that's all we got Right. So yeah. let's let's do the best we can and, and uh, 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 get our music out the best we can. And I hope that we're able to go back and, and we're not I mean, we're not old. I mean, depends who you're talking to. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to most, many people, we're old. But to us, we don't feel old. Yeah. You know, we feel like we still got some stuff left in the tank and we'd like to get out there. But, you know, uh, hopefully this ends and we, we still have the ability to go out there and play some shows and, and, and before. Because, I mean, there's a lot of guys still doing it that are older than us. Uh, you know, oh, so yeah. we're, we're, yeah. And, and you know, all most of the rock and roll fans are, uh, are older people now, right? Are, are the young kids are there's that the whole pop punk thing which was great, but right. I don't know if they're I, I don't know if they're reaching back. I don't know if they're reaching back to see where that came. You know, like Green Day came from someplace, right? Uh, Blink One and Two came from some way place. All these new sort of pop punk bands they came from roots, and I think you should always go back and look for the roots, right? To find out where that evolved from. Yeah, and and. You know, it's the same if you're listening, if you're a Led Zeppelin fan, you should go back and listen to the blues to find out where that came from, right? Oh, so yeah. if you're real.
Thanks for listening to the Intruder Green Podcast. By now, you probably heard about our sponsor, Stupid Rad Merch Company. And if you haven't, then listen up, because I got to tell you, Stupid Rad Merch Company is a great web store with a bunch of your favorite bands at stupidradmerch.com. And if you're in a band and need some work done, they can get you totally covered for a modest price and super quick turnaround time. But don't just take it from me. Here's what the ladies from Bad Cop, Bad Cop had to say about it. Yeah, it comes you know. up with great ideas. It's always pushing, always moving. Simeon is delightful to work with. He's yeah. very responsive and professional. and It's the quality of the shirts. I like them. Yeah, high quality. High very, quality. Very well done. Very well done on the ink. It, it really feels is. like a family again. Yeah. It feels like it's, it's a place where you can, you can trust what's happening. And don't forget to use the code PRISON at checkout and get a 15% discount on all stupid red branded apparel that's p-r-i-s-o-n i think i don't really know how to spell but those are the letters they told me to say stupidradmerch.com guitar players i bet you thought you were shit out of luck when it comes to finding your dream guitar amp you know you go on some auction site or something and it's all crap <laughs> yeah well that's because you know, you gotta look in the right place. And the right place is Yeah Man's Vintage and Used Guitars. They got exactly what you're looking for. Now I know what you're thinking. Aren't they located in like Switzerland or something? Yeah man, they are. Burn Switzerland to be exact. But you know, you can uh, get on the internet and you can go check out their website, yeahmansguitars.com and uh, you can order stuff on there. So, uh, you know, it don't really matter where the heck you are in the world. You can just get on their website and uh, find all sorts of cool stuff that you're looking for. And you might not even know that you wanted it until you see it on there. And there's a lot of good stuff. Uh, if you got something specific you're looking for and need some help finding it, just hit up Yeah Man Guitars on the electronic mail. That's the email. It's like 21st century and you got email and websites. It's like amazing. Some people would call it magic. Some people would call it science. I just call it, I don't know, crazy shit. Uh, yeahmansguitars at gmail.com. As far as email goes, it's where you email them. And while you're at it, get your band a tour in Europe and stop by the shop. Michael and the rest of the crew would love to meet you, I'm sure. And you could tell them Green sent you. Yeah, man's vintage and used guitars. Sorry, my internet turned on again. I got to get back to the Amino. cell phone data. All right. Sorry. <laughs> You're back. My phone, right. my phone That's decided the that. The <laughs> yeah, right. My phone decided that it was sick of using data and want to get back on the Wi-Fi. And as soon as it did that, you started cutting out. It's like, come on! I told you what to do. Phone, <laughs> work, work. Well, I was excited because uh, Melanie told me that you like to hear uh, st- uh, stories of, of us getting in trouble. Oh yeah, well that's and- that's usually how I try to end the show. Um, and we're doing pretty okay. good. Like, I don't know um, if there's anything else you wanted to bring up, but we could get to that if you're ready for it. Well, hey, man, I, I don't want to I don't want to monopolize your time, but I'm having fun <laughs> talking to you. So I'm a- absolutely. Uh, I, I'm, I'm open, man, uh, yeah. to talk about whatever you want to talk about. I mean, uh, uh, yeah, we never see now that you're in you're in Germany, I believe. Right. Yeah. yeah. Hiding out yeah. somewhere in eastern Germany. That's right. Okay, so so we never. I've never been to Germany. I come from German roots. Haywood oh, is yeah. a German, but my mom's side was German. But I've never been there, and it's a bucket list for me to get there to get to to Germany. See, we should have toured Europe in the eighties, yeah. but we didn't. We well, didn't like fools. We should have. 
right? And we didn't because the money was, we were always waiting for a bit more money to make it a little bit more comfortable. Oh, yeah. And we just needed to go and do it once. We had a couple of opportunities to go and we went, eh, let's wait and see if we can get, uh, wait and see if we can get a bit more money to go. And then, and then we didn't do it. And, and it, that's a, so I want to come back now because we're older now, we're all doing a little better financially. And, and I want to take like two weeks and come to Europe and just do a two week UIC tour in Europe and just uh, hit a bunch of shows and, and see it because, uh, you know, I, I want to do it. Never been to Europe. Yeah, you should. You you absolutely should. I recommend it for any band, honestly, like, uh, you know, any any size band, like there, there are bigger bands than us that fucking probably haven't done it. And they really appreciate uh live music over here i think a little bit more than they do in the states not that there aren't plenty of people in the states who fucking love it but uh i think because a lot of the stuff that happens in america you know people are just used to it over there and uh and over in in europe they're not so used to it so it's like real special when like uh some some fucking band from the usa comes over and has it puts on a show like people are i don't know there's just more of a thing for it here there's like a whole industry behind it like even the diy tours and stuff like uh you, you know you can hire a tour manager and like a a driver for like real cheap and stuff these days um obviously that was before like the pandemic because it's 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 going a little easier here, but it's still happening. So, like, as far as, like, that stuff, right now it's still, like, shut down. But uh, hopefully it will get back to it soon. I know there's some bands who already lined up tours over here for, like, later this year even. Which, I don't know, that's not very long because this year's almost over. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, but, or, like, early next year. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a thing. And uh, I definitely recommend it. You should, you should get on over here. Um, and the cool thing is, I don't know if you could even get into Eastern Germany in the early '80s because uh, they were like uh, they were they were like the Soviet country back then. Yeah, we. I don't think you could have. But I mm. mean, the, the thing that I love about Europe that's different than North America is, and this is just talking to friends who've done it and just just you know hearing about it. They seem to be much more uh, into live music and rock and roll oh, yeah. these days than, than in North America. It's it's kind of a almost a dying thing over here. Not dying, but you know, I, I don't know whether there's too much choice or whatever it is. But I you know I keep hearing all this good stuff about how Europe is is now really the heartbeat of rock and roll. And if you're if you're a band that's not necessarily a mainstream commercial type band, Europe embraces that a lot more than north america does right oh yeah i think so absolutely and there's a lot of really good bands coming out of europe these days too absolutely so, uh, yeah i think i think it's it's it is a it is a hotbed for that um and yeah you know like like we said uh the the pandemic kind of screws up everything but um i think that you know europe is still a good place to, to go if you can get there and even if yeah, you, even if you got to do one of those like lose lose a little bit of money like more of like a vacation kind of tour, it, it could be worth it. I yeah, it could be no, true. and that's what that that's absolutely what I want to do, and 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 we're gonna start looking at that because I think that would just be a blast. I mean, I don't I don't you know what I don't care about making money anymore. I don't really give a shit. <laughs> 
I don't care. Yeah. You know, I don't. I mean, at the time, I was worried about it, and we tried to hold out and make more money. Now I couldn't give a flying rat's ass about making uh, money. Let's just go and have some fun and, yeah. and meet some new people. Hell yeah. And, yeah, 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 yeah. That, I, you know. You know, it, it, I, I'm with you. That's how we'll do it. I don't <laughs> expect to make. I don't expect we're going to go down, over there and make money. I hope we go over there. If we could break even, that would be awesome. If we don't, eh, yeah. who cares? But there's money. They're they're also like the other thing is they're real good at taking care of uh, taking care of people. Like uh, you know, like doesn't matter what kind of band you are. Like they're they're gonna feed you. They're gonna have. They're gonna pay you, and they're gonna. Like, they're going to pay you something. I don't know. Like, you know, we played shows where I couldn't believe how much money they paid for how many people they were there. But, you know, it's like they're, they're like real proper about it. They're like, no, you're a musician and that's a real job. So you get paid. And we're like, that's a real job? Not in America. <laughs> over, here they, over here anymore, they want you to pay to play, you know? Yeah, exactly. Club, you know, like, but that's what I've heard. And, and, and I mean... I know that if we can get out there, get enough promo going, that we'll we'll drag out some old UIC fans, and hopefully with the new album coming out, we'll get some new fans. So I'd like to do it next year. Would be my goal to go in twenty twenty one. If things, it has to, you know, the the pandemic has to calm down a bit. As soon yeah. as it does, I think we'll consider it because I, I've always wanted to do it. I want to bring my wife with me, and and we're just gonna make oh, it yeah. a. Uh, a, a fun trip and just go and let's let's just go play rock and roll for a couple of weeks hit as many shows as we can go and play to as many people as we can and just because uh, i think if we do it once i think if we do it once i think people will see the band and appreciate the band and we'll get a chance to maybe go back and do it again oh they you know? absolutely will yeah absolutely and yeah yeah it's 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 one of those things where like you know you do it in the states too where you got to like tour and like your first tour, you I don't know, you play in basements or whatever. And then, you know, word of mouth, people tell people and whatnot. And they get on the internet and be like, hey, I saw this cool band last night. Where the fuck were you? And then the next time you show up, more people are there. It, you got to grow that base. But I think it's, it's easier in Europe to do that. Because they're just more like, hey, a band from America's here. Everybody get the fuck out and come see this band. <laughs> well, and, and I think the, the part of the thing is too is like we're a Canadian band, so I don't think a lot of Canadian oh, yeah, bands Canadian do or do America. It. Yeah, sorry, so I, there's I keep though, saying America, now, and I'm not meaning right. that you're from there. That's all right. Yeah. But but there's you know what I'm saying. I think there's a, another element of that because I don't think a lot of Canadian bands come over, so I think there's uh, something intriguing about that. But you know, yeah, we'll I think we'll do it. I think we'll do it. And and the problem with the U.S. for us too is. I mean, for us to get into Europe is actually easier than for us to get into the States to play, right? Mm -hmm. It's 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 tough to get into the United States to play. They want to keep you out because they think that you're taking work from their musicians. We're like, sure. that's not how it works. Right. But so it's it's easier for us to actually come to Europe as Canadians than it is for us to go to the U.S. Yeah, that's I believe truth. it to be true. Yeah. That's yeah. probably why, you know, we're friends with this band, the Flatliners. I don't know if you heard of them. But uh, they're, they're they're from Toronto, and uh, I swear to God, every time we tour Europe, we end up running into them because I think they tour Europe way more than they tour the states. Even though it's like they're right next door to the states, but yeah, it's just easier. Yes, yeah, it is. I I, I swear it is because and and more accepting. 
right? Yeah, the, for you sure. Know, it's just more something. So we're, we're going to do it. I, I swear we're going to do it. So hopefully when we do it, we'll get a chance to meet the green intruder live. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll be out there. I'll, I'll come say hi for sure. Um, and and with all this with all this shit talking, I don't mean to talk too much shit about uh, America. Like I said earlier, um, you know, I miss being there. Uh, Mass Intruder had a couple of tours lined up this year that just obviously didn't happen, and I was really looking forward to seeing everybody. So you know, um, friends, uh, sorry for talking so much shit, <laughs> but Europe's rad. And uh, I still hope to get back to America to see you all sometime soon. Sorry, I had to put that little disclaimer out there just for my own Absolutely. personal. Uh, I Have don't you know, been to Canada? Stuff. You ever been to Canada? Oh yeah, we love Canada. Like I said, we played the horseshoe before. Um, oh right, you did say that. Yeah, yeah, did we've been all London? over Canada. Did you play? Did you play London, we, Ontario? We, we played. Uh, now that's no, no. That, uh, call the office in yes, London. That's where we play. Yeah. That's our whole kind of our. That's where we're we're from. We grew up about thirty miles north of London. That's where we grew up. Yeah, and I think uh, we we we've just gone to hang out there. We're, we're friend. We got some good friends that live in uh, London, um, and uh, I think I think Yellow met the bass player from Kitty there or something. Okay, yeah. You know that yeah. band? Yeah, like that metal yeah. band. Yeah, yeah. They're from London. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, yeah, but we yeah. played all over. We 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 we've done the, the 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 east coast or the east part of Canada a bunch, Montreal and all that, and then uh, we've done the west part uh, a couple of times. Um, yeah, it's all great. We we love it. Every time we go, I think I said this before on the podcast, but like uh, every time we get across the border, like after customs and everything, suddenly we just feel like lighter. I don't know. It's like. We're, we're just less worried about shit <laughs> for some reason. Well, there's some truth to that, man. Yeah. There's some truth to it. There's some truth to it. I mean, can't is is with a lot of things about Canada and America. And I've been doing quite a few interviews for this album with the U.S. like college stations of it. I say, I try to explain it. Like, I, here's how I explain Canada. We're yeah. like your attic. We're like the U.S. attic. We like your <laughs> attic, you know. And 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 you don't know what's going on. You don't know what's up there. And then you come up there and you go, "Holy crap! Look at all the stuff that's up here." I have no idea that all this shit was up here. Right? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> they got like they got stores and they, you know they got they got roads. They got everything up here. You know. That's right. Like, they don't know about us, right? Because you know we're just like not in the news a lot we're not you know we're kind of a passive people and we don't you don't hear about it we're actually more european than oh, yeah. we are american right yeah. so in our attitudes and stuff so it's it's different right but it's a cool place very cool place oh, people are cool it's yeah. super cool um yeah and uh we we love getting it up there anytime we can so yeah right absolutely um so now we're getting to the point where i probably should ask the last question Unless you got something else you need to bring up because we're getting getting close to uh, going long here. Yeah, no problem. That we're, I'm good. You just bring it. All right. So the question is crime stories, and I, you know, I'm glad Melanie K, uh, you know, let you know about this because I forgot to like mention it uh, earlier to like prepare you. I like to prepare people for it because like sometimes when I ask and they're like, I don't know. Then and then they gotta fucking think about it ahead of time, and it's like, well, uh, maybe you 
could have done a better job if you had time to think about it. Anyway, crime stories. Do you got one? I, I've got some beauties. Like, and <laughs> I mean, just run-ins where I mean, we were all like, once again, we're, we we weren't really bad dudes or anything. We were typical punks, but we were Canadian oh, punks, so we were pretty friendly punks. Sure. Uh, but but we had one night we were we were you know the club scene in Toronto, and and we have street cars, right? Like street trolleys that run in tracks, and so we're on our way back from a club. And and um, uh, and, and we're, we're all in this thing. I don't know, it's four or five of us. And, and I didn't know, but the guitar player and our manager were having an altercation with a car that kept pulling up, that stoplights kept pulling up beside the streetcar. And they were, like, giving each other the finger and, <laughs> and mouthing off through the, through the windows and stuff. And I didn't even know this was going on. So we got to our stop, and there was me and uh, our guitar player, Fred, and, and this girl. She was a friend of the band. She was a bit of a mouthy one. And <laughs> and, and anyway, we, we, we get off the streetcar, and the streetcar guy saw what was going down. So he closed the doors, and the streetcar took off and left all the rest of the guys on the bus oh, on the streetcar. So I get off, and I'm like, what the hell is that? And I look around, and this, there was these guys. They, it was like a gang that they had been flipping off that that then got out of their car and so they're they're there they got nunchucks they got pipes what? they got all these weapons wait and like and they, <laughs> okay and they got me tell me this happened in the 80s this was in the 80s okay because it would have had to have been in the 80s for there to be nunchucks involved i think that's yes, awesome yes. yeah all right so they're standing there and the girl that's with us is just chirping she's just mouthing off to them and i'm saying like shut the hell up we're gonna get our ass handed to us here i said just shut, shut up so anyway i just said man anyway we got uh we were the, the, we avoided the altercation because another group of guys pulled up in another car and they said you guys having problems here and they jumped out and they had baseball bats and Holy anyway shit. it broke up it broke up and we went back to our band house. And anybody that was involved in the Toronto music scene in the 80s knew the UIC band house, 13 Grenadier Road. Everybody okay. partied there. All right. So we go back we go back to the band house and unbeknownst to us, this girl that was with us had phoned the cops about this altercation. Uh-oh. So we're, we're just, everybody's at the band house and everybody's smoking joints and doing all the things <laughs> yeah, you do right. in the band house. All of a sudden, there's a knock on the door, and and nobody knows anything. The girl goes out to the to the door, and all of a sudden, the two cops walk in the house. Now, at that point, marijuana is completely illegal in Canada. It's legal yeah. now, but then it wasn't. Right. And the cops come in. Well, these were the the two of the coolest cops ever. They came in, and they're like, <laughs> "Yeah, whatever." They're like, "Yeah, what, whatever." And we're like freaking out because there's like it was a hash all over the place, a weed all over. And the cops go, "Yeah, yeah, no problem, whatever." And they go, "What happened?" We're telling the story, and then we said, "Hey, you want you know, you want a beer?" And the cop goes, "Yeah, yeah, we'll have a beer." What? So we got two cops, Toronto cops. In our band house with weed everywhere and girls everywhere and they're drinking beers with us in the in the uh, uh, in the kitchen of the band house. Oh man, that's like uh, yeah. So th- yeah, you're cool. definitely not in America. <laughs> Holy yeah, crap! That's the difference right there. There's the difference. Hell and yeah. then another another story I got. I got to tell you this. So yeah. our small town. Where we grew up, we had town cops, so only thirty five hundred people. So, but we had town police. Sure. And I'm, I, so I'm, I'm going to say it was probably like nineteen eighty seven, something like that. I was living in Toronto, and I went back home to visit my parents and what whatnot. And I, I get, I get back to Exeter, which is our small town, and it was probably like, I don't know, 
midnight or one in the morning or something by the time I rolled in. And so uh, I'm, I'm just, it's customary when I, you get home to your small town to make one trip up and down Main Street to okay. see if anybody's out and about. Oh, right? yeah. I'm just going to see if any, anybody's hanging about that I want to sure. see and say, hey. So I'm driving down Main Street and I see the police car coming towards me going slow and i'm like okay it'd be cool i mean i wasn't drinking or any of that mm. but I, I i go okay so i'm watching well as the car gets closer i notice it's full of people <laughs> and as the cop car pulls by me i notice that a local girl who i knew i won't use her name but mm. she's driving Whoa, and, 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 and the and the cop that's supposed to be driving is sitting in the passenger seat and there's three or four people in the back seat and they all hold up beer and and give you the old yeah party woo they're <laughs> they're actually <laughs> they're actually driving around in the cop car with the cop in the car and they're all drinking beer driving around in the car oh man <laughs> that sounds amazing that's it and that's it. I tell that to people and they go no way that actually happened I'm telling you I swear that's and that that wasn't the only time that kind of shit happened but that that actually happened they were they were driving around holding up beers out the window going woo you know and the cop was there partying and drinking with them <laughs> oh man well that is incredibly irresponsible but it's also what I think we need to get back to uh, as far as like all these protests and everything like that's the spirit, you know. Oh man, oh. nobody was getting hurt. Nobody was getting hurt, you know. Yeah. And uh, but but yeah, there you go. There's a couple of stories for you. Oh, there's that's, a difference between American cops and Canadian cops, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah, big time. Oh yeah. Oh well, I appreciate those <laughs> stories and 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 getting to talk to you, buddy. Uh, well, we never got to spend any time in prison or jail other than maybe a couple of us for the night because of uh, too much booze or whatever. But, oh, yeah. you know, I we, mean, we did have ours. I wouldn't <laughs> recommend it, but it can be a party if you want it. I mean, you could party anywhere if you really want to. So, you know, like, uh, you know, whatever. I wouldn't recommend it, though. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. All right. That's a good idea. Um <laughs> Yeah, well, it was good talking to you. Uh, do you want to give a shout out to your socials and everything where people can find Absolutely. you on the internet? Absolutely. Uh, and I urge people to come and find us. Uh, we have an official website. official website is uiccanada.com. Uh, just uiccanada.com. We have a, uh, if you go on, you can find us on our official Facebook page is UIC uh, Canada. As well, you always right. put on the letters U I C, and then Canada. You will find us yeah. uh, because there's other U I C stuff that comes up, like the University of Illinois campus <laughs> or something like that. All right. They call some of their stuff U I C, but you'll find us. You put U I C Band Canada, you'll find us. And then we also have a, a fan page on 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 uh, Facebook that fans have put up called U I C the Band from Exeter. And Exeter is the same, spelled the same as Exeter, England, E-X-E-T-E-R, Exeter. So uh, there's our socials, and that's our website. And uh, we also have a YouTube channel under UIC Canada where you can see some live video. And then we also have, uh, uh, you know, Instagram, UIC Canada. So it's always UIC Canada. If you put that in YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, you'll find us. And uh, uh, that's where it all happens now. I mean, we we're older guys, man. Like you know, you, you get it. We're coming up on a forty-year anniversary of this band, and oh, hell yeah. and so to getting getting used to um, getting used to uh, doing the whole social media thing is 
but you got to do it now. You got to have a social media presence. So. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, un- yeah kind of unfortunately, because, uh, you know, social media, I don't know. YouTube's cool, but most of it's kind of just like, man, really, I got to do this? Whatever. Well, let's but let's keep it. I mean, the problem with I think what's and and I, I I've gotten all kinds of crap on, on on Facebook with debating people and stuff, and I just don't do it anymore. Yeah. It's like keep it keep it positive, keep it about rock and roll, keep it about positive because otherwise it just digs it down to the mud and it becomes a real ugly thing. And oh yeah, and and I, I don't like it. I not I, I don't enjoy it and. And let's just keep it uh, positive, friendly, and it's really easy to attack people when you're a, uh, you know, a, uh, you know, keyboard warrior. Yeah, let's just exactly. Keep it, let's keep it real. Let's love each other. Let's yeah. keep it real. We're all just humans in the human race, and we're all going through some shit. Let's uh, keep it positive. That's right. That's important to remember. We're all going through this shit. Like, uh, <laughs> I think it's it's one of those situations where like everybody's unhappy, and some people want to blame other people for that. But it's kind of like, well, maybe we're all uh, we all got shit going on. We gotta just kind of get through it. And uh, yeah, like you said, stay positive. That's a good good message. And let's also re- realize that you can have a different political views than me or religious views or whatever. You can have different views and I can, you can still be my friend. I don't have to hate you because we don't think exactly the same way. You know what I mean? And, and I mean, I think we need to get back to that. I I hate racism. I hate where we have to take a position and we can't like people because they have a different view than us. And I mean, I get it. If somebody's really extreme, like nobody likes a racism and all that stuff. Like we can dislike that and we can dislike those people, but for the regular regular political differences and all that stuff let's let that go like i I got lots of friends that we don't that i love dearly like they're like family i love these people they don't think the same way as i do and that's fine yeah that's fine you know that's cool that's all right and sometimes it's important to have those people in your life because you can fucking uh you know like talk to them and uh maybe they'll talk to you but if you come from like uh uh, a place of like love and respect you you can kind of like uh talk about your ideas and why they matter to you and why they're different from those people i, I believe that and to be true i haven't necessarily experienced that but i believe it could be a thing and that it should be a thing you're that you hit the nail on the head it should be a thing that we can have a debate and disagree and still walk away and say you know what we disagree we'll agree to disagree but i still love you brother yeah and 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 that's it you know don't don't let the hate get in there because the the you know the social media the media in general all that stuff they they feed off of it and they make money off of the the hate and let's not let them do that you know it's 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 a horrible thing so love is real love is all let's keep that going and uh let's let's be positive and and uh and respect everybody's different views and and just love on each other that's better that's a better option in my opinion yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, that's that's the way I feel anyway. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, and uh, with that, I think that's a great, great point to sign off. Uh, it was good talking to you, man, and uh, good luck with the new album and uh, whatever uh, shows you're able to play. Hopefully, we can get get to doing some live stuff soon. 
Yeah, well, if you're kicking around November 21st, a uh, chance to see us do our live thing, live from the horseshoe. It's on Eventbrite, goes all around the world. It's not much. It's $15 Canadian, which the Canadian dollar, I refer to it as the Northern Peso. Oh. So <laughs> it, it's, it, you know, it's, it's always about 30% uh, uh, lower value than the U.S. So, uh, you know, it's, it's a pretty cheap ticket. So come and check it out. Uh, we'll have some fun. I think you'll enjoy the band live. And, and uh, we'd like to break the Internet that night by having as many people check us out that night as possible. So Hell yeah. Hopefully, hopefully some of your fans will come out and check out the band. And Hell give yeah. us a thumbs up or a comment in the comment section or get on our social media. You know, we're just friendly Canadian rock and roll guys that want to meet people all around the world. So let's make it happen. All right. Sounds good, bud. And that's it for the Intruder Green Podcast. I want to thank Hound Dog Haywood again for being on it. You can hit me up on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, all at Intruder Green. The Intruder Green call-in line is plus one six zero eight five three five nine six zero eight. Patreon.com slash Intruder Green if you want to become a producer of the podcast. The Intruder Green podcast is produced by Colin Bennett, hair and makeup by Genevieve Smith, set design by Dylan Raymer, catering Matthew Hendershot, lighting squeak lights, Rahway, New Jersey. Our theme song is Particles by Typhoon. This is my boomstick. Woo!